Uh, Adam? Yeah. What, yeah can, well, can you see what, what I'm seeing? Yeah, what's he doing running around like a madman? It's a bit cold out there for that. It's it just is. a nappy. That's all it is. There's a nappy. It's a red nappy. What is he doing? I don't know. Is that a plastic gun he's got too? God knows. I God can knows only I'm... imagine. It's it, It's got to be auditioning for the new version of Zardos. Oh, oh Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... Need to find a new introduction while your wife is off being edumacated. <laughs> There's a alone. gap next to me. I'm alone. There's a very big space. Yes. Yeah. I am merely Keith. Oh. Fake Keith is off being creative and mm. writing in a creative way. So in high school, she's dead, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wasn't when she phoned me. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it may have been from beyond the grave. Yes. <laughs> We're all gathered here today to remember Fakey. <laughs> Dear listeners, she will be back sometime in the summer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, strange red underwear besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Tom Baker's new collection. Yes. The fourth Doctor's fourth season, Classic Who, season 15, will fittingly be the 15th release of the collection of Blu-ray box sets. The 1977-1978 season comprises the stories Horror Fang Rock. Rock. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. The Invisible Enemy. Mm. Brilliant. (laughs) The Image of Fendal. Brilliant. The Sunmaker's. Tongue in cheek. <laughs> the underworld. <laughs> the invasion of time. Brilliant. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Horror Fang Rock gets, op- <laughs> gets optional new special effects and a 5.1 audio mix plus brand new making of documentary. The regular special features include behind the sofa reactions, <laughs> Matthew Sweet in conversation with Louise Leela Jameson, a documentary on producer Graham Williams, a new Tom Baker interview, and some new commentaries with Baker. Oh, Tom, we're assuming not Colin. Yes. The limited edition version of the seven disc box set is available by pre order now. At least in the UK, the special short trailer featuring Louise Jameson as a Time War era Leela is available on the Doctor YouTube channel, and it's rather good. I've seen it. She's wearing the red Pyridonian Time Lord robes, but doesn't have the the shoulder thing. Silly headwear. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. Some of the effects are a bit dodged, but <laughs> it's You're fine. Always it's a short. Critical. It's yeah. a short. <laughs> it's a short done on was it BBC Entertainment budget or BBC, BBC Enterprises Studios, budget uh, yeah, rather yeah. than yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, it's good mm. that we're getting another one. So that would be that the 
fourth Tom Baker we've now yeah. had. Yeah. Like that. This is quite interesting, the Ian Levine jumping the gun. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. literally. Well, actually, we was just bringing out. Yeah, he was guinea irated. Mm. Only two a year now. Ooh. Yeah. A, a thing I do like about them is, OK, I've got all of these, disregarding how long they stay on iPlayer or not is that the fact for them to come onto Blu-ray, they clean them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're getting a much cleaner image than you did on the original also, video. Also, uh, my own point of view, and I'll say this because fake Keith isn't here, on some of them you get updated special effects, mm-hmm. which is, is interesting to see what they've done and how they, they yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And certainly with some of the older special effects. Yeah. Yes. I must say, Gene, you have set a very dangerous precedent for me. Oh. You bought me the season two box set, the uh, yeah, William Hartnell yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, sort oh, yeah. of series. I have all who on on DVD. <laughs> now you've given me this Blu-ray box set. <laughs> I feel a compulsion. Uh, she's kicked off a new obsession. Yeah. <laughs> They're worth it for the extras. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you like your light? Yes, I did. Yes, in the bathroom. Yes, my light. All handmade by me. Mm. Oh, oh yes, yes. yes. He's got, got Snoopy the... one. You yep. got Snoopy oh, on his doghouse. Yes. Oh, okay. mm, yes. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Mando and Grogu make a movie. <laughs> you smutty little man. <laughs> I saw the smirk on that face. <laughs> Home movie. <laughs> yeah. Adults <laughs> only. Despite some of our thoughts last podcast, it turns out that the Mandalorian film has not been officially announced. But now it has. Mm. Oh, well, we, we jump in the broom there. I'm sure it would have been announced, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> Head honcho of The Mandalorian, <laughs> Jonathan Koala Favreau. Koala. 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 That's why I laughed. Co- Jonathan Colia Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> said of this... I have loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created. The prospect of bringing the Mandalorian and his apprentice Grogu to the big screen is extremely exciting. This isn't expected to clash with the upcoming Dave Filoni film, which is thought to feature a showdown between Grand Admiral Thorne. Nor does this film mean that The Mandalorian isn't returning to streaming TV series. A fourth series is also on the way. Mm. There is no word on when we can expect any of these to arrive, but certainly not this year. No. Speculation is perhaps May 2025 next Mm -hmm. year. That's a really fine... (laughs) Yeah, I think Mandalorian, what with Star Wars Disney's track record at Mm. the moment... I think Mandalorian has more chance of actually coming to film rather than being cancelled mm. halfway through production. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, besides, things got to swing back into action after the actress strike anyway. So. Mm. Yeah. Because anything that was in production before the strike, they've got to finish, and yeah. any post-production yeah. work, so that's going to have a knock-on effect on everything. Yeah, yeah. Resident Alien, third season incoming. Yay! At last. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It has been a while since Resident Alien's second season finished uh, airing, in September 2022, but now we have a date for the third season, the 14th of February. Season two was comprised of two blocks of eight episodes, but this third season is only eight episodes in in total. Given the state of Hollywood over the past year, we can probably forgive and be grateful we are getting them at all. (laughs) In the UK, we can find Resident Alien on Sky and Now TV. And in the US, it is one of those rare things these days, a sci-fi original. Mm. Ain't no fun being a Resident Alien. 
Yeah. I can't believe it's 2022. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was funny enough wondering if we were getting any more of them or if they just died a death. But Considering uh, the cull that happened in mm. the 2007 yeah. writer's strike, I'm mm. surprised yeah. you know, this, this has happened. Yeah, not too many things have been killed off as a direct result of the writer's strike this time, I don't think. <laughs> well, compared to the last one. Yeah. But, you know, things are getting killed all the time nowadays with yeah, that's Netflix, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, the yeah. curse of Netflix, huh? Do we have any addendiums? I have a couple of addendiums. What are your addendiums? Well, my first addendium, the first, is Annie Potts. I think that's a fountain. Annie Potts? Yes, I'm going to Yes. Right. There has been a. She is now officially in the jumpsuit. For Ooh. there's a, a couple of for uh, Frozen Empire, whatever yeah, it's called. A couple of shots have been released for Frozen Empire with her in the jumpsuit with her character's name Melnitz. Yes, Janine. Okay, excellent. Mm, ah, yeah. I think in the animated we saw her in the jumpsuit, but not in live action. Ever. Yeah, my addendum the um, the second Star Trek. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, it looks like we're now going to have a Kelvin version of Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, what? 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 Okay, so a prequel. They're, they are. That doesn't make sense because it would have been before the branch. They're at the moment. They are talking of a setting up of the Federation by J.J. Abrahams. Abrams, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's, an, it's another Abrahams Star Trek film. So mm-hmm. the likelihood that it's going to be set in the Kelvin universe is quite high. But this is merely. All in the planning stage at the moment. Didn't the Kelvin timeline spit off well, at a, the point the Kelvin was destroyed? A, apparently, no. It echoed up and down the timeline. Ah, uh, very Doctor. <laughs> 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 but as they're still saying, or they're still moving forward on Star Trek Four, which has been in development hell for years and years yeah. and years. Yeah, mm. it's it's a, several people come and go mm. from that. Yeah, a good five years. Tarantino. Yeah. You know so, when you're out of date on your Star Wars when you have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, as I just say, keep watch this space, but don't hold your breath. Mm. Yeah, yeah. While we're on the subject, any word on um, Strange New World Season 3 yet? Um, y- it's yes, it's mm. in production. There was a, a glorious shot on, oh God, Anson Mount's, is it Twitter feed or Facebook feed? I don't know. But it's a, a photograph of outside the studio. Mm-hmm. With uh, silence, please, with a Federation flag. Then Klingon script. <laughs> it, it all says silence, please, but it's in okay. Federation, yeah. Klingon. in Klingon, yep. Romulan, Ferengi. Yep. So it is... In pro- form. Yeah. <laughs> it's in production at mm-hmm. the moment. Oh, excellent. Okay. So the Ops Department bored during the strikes, will they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, they weren't bored at all. <laughs> Just before the writer's strike, that was gearing up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all the sets were being built and the mm-hmm. stories were all written. It's just they couldn't film anything. Mm. Yeah, that's happening. The Section 31 Michelle Yeoh is still happening, I believe. Yeah. Well, that, I, I've just been following the path line of that, and that was first aired or announced back in 2019. Really? Well, oh, that was meant to be a TV series. It was going to be a TV yeah, series yeah. for going into production in 2020-21, and we know what happened there. Yeah. It seemed to have been cancelled, and then they were gearing up for a film just before the writers' strike right. hit. So, yeah, and then she won an Oscar for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suddenly, her credibility is quite goes up a yeah. bit. So. Yeah. So well, again, it's a it's a case of see what happens there. Yeah. Right. 
My final sad piece of addendum. Oh. All right. Mm-hmm. Georgina Hale. Dead. 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 If you're wondering who she is, she's a, a film and TV actress who's appeared in quite a few many things. But more specifically, she appeared as Daisy Kay in The Happiness Patrol, 1988. Uh, yeah. God, that's so huge. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, long ago. <laughs> she is from 1943 to 2024. Mm. She was aged 80 and uh, died on January the 4th. Mm. Good innings. Mm. Yeah. Any more addendums? I'm addendumed out. We are addendumed out. Thus endeth the news. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we have been splashing about in the shallow end <laughs> of the Doctor <laughs> Splash Splash of the the Doctor Who storylines. Join us under the water for the bubbling underwater menace. Right, this has recently been released on Blu-ray. November last November. year. November, so. yeah, re- recent-ish. Yeah. I got to admit, I didn't get it immediately because it completely passed me by. I think, yeah. I, I suddenly went had to go out and buy it when I was told, we're going to do Underwater Menace. It's out. Mm. Animation version. Mm. Yeah, Animation version. I think... I, I have the original version. So how okay. many how many uh, surviving episodes? Two, two or four. Two and f- the middle two. Middle uh, two. Yeah, two and three. Yeah, so because I, I I just watched this all through an animation because they've animated the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, which is the way to do it. Yeah, we have had ones which are partly animated, partly the original, which yeah. doesn't. Yeah, Dis- it's disjointed. Really... Yeah, I it think is. you can do that on the video on the, on the video. <laughs> Shows my age. Video. I think you can do that on the DVD. You can have a hybrid version, but yeah. I think with the animations, it it's a bit jarring it to have the live. It, it takes it take yeah. you out. Yeah, I will have to treat myself to the animated animated version. Though. I, I it's was quite good. I was lucky enough to watch this on the big screen at yeah, the BFI yeah. when it oh, came yeah. out. Uh, Am I right in hoping in saying it's not by the same animators of the Web of Fear? No, it's the next one. <laughs> no, no, it is. Hopefully it is not the last of the traditional animations, oh, but see my uh, fear for last, yeah, yeah. last podcast. Toy Toymaker, the next one, it is, is, I think, by the same team, same mm-hmm. style oh, as the uh, Web of Fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... But, um, oh. Obviously, it's, it's slightly changed from the original... Yeah, I like what they've done with the sea, the sea monsters, for want of a better. Yeah, yeah. the fish people, the fish, oh, the fish people. people. Yes, yeah, um, imaginatively named. Yeah, that's quite <laughs> quite good. It's not the best of stories, no, I have no, to that's, say. That's what say. Um, it's, it's watchable. Yeah. Watching one of the behind the scenes things on on the coloured version because you get yep. two. You got two discs. One disc has the, a black and white version. The other disc has a coloured version. Mm, yes. And I've got to admit, I watched the coloured version. Me too. Because it, mm. it, it, it is very colourful. It is very colourful, It is, yeah. you know. I, I think with these animations, from what I can understand, they are drawn to be watched in colour rather than black and white. Oh, yeah. So that's why they look a bit better in colour yeah. than they do in black and white. Having said yeah. that, as I said, I, I watched one of the behind-the-scenes things mm-hmm. on the colour version... And according to that, the story was bumped twice. Yes, yeah. I mean, it, it was going to be the second story. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the director took one look at the script and went, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> literally quit. Yeah, <laughs> he literally walked. Yeah. And so it was bumped for Highlander, the, yes. the Highlanders. Mm. It was perhaps a much better mm. story. I can't yeah. tell. It's 
the Undaunted Man, but... man is, that was Jamie's first full adventure, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 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 So straight after the his, his first full mm. adventure yeah. aboard the TARDIS. Mm. It suffered the eternal problems you have of the too many companions. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. of the way things were bumped about. It was written without Jamie being there. Yeah. Mm. It was only Ben Polly and second Doctor Patrick Troughton. Yeah, so... So they had to rework... Nicked, n- nicked a few lines. Yeah. yeah, which is why he's never on his own, Jamie. Mm. He's always with somebody. Yeah. He doesn't have his own plot strand. Yeah. 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 yeah the good thing yeah. is, I mean, so we can yeah, sort of look at this from both the animated version and the surviving sort of you yeah. know, black and white episodes. Mm. Yeah, I did watch the two black and white mm. yeah. surviving I, I ones too. I've got to admit, I didn't. Um, there is one thing that this is notorious for and I think it was mainly the only surviving footage nothing in the world can stop me now (laughs) which is quite manic that's a very famous one that the character of Professor Zaroff is how can I put it uh, nuttier than squirrel shit but I I was led to believe due to that particular bit it was much more out there Mm. than it actually appeared no it's a cliffhanger yeah it's it's taken out of context (laughs) even in that it's still nothing in the world can stop me now Mm. it's it's still not how we all Yeah, I'm sorry but as, as soon as I saw that it reminded me of Professor Frankenstein from Young mm. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think on the next episode where they, they reshoot it, mm. yeah. I think he tones it down a fair yeah. bit, that line, yeah. too. Because yeah, we're all they... sitting there in the B- BFI ready to go, nothing can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's it's not the best Who story, but it's not as bad as I was led to believe. No. no. Yeah. I could see how it was a bit weird. He had that quite long couple minutes scene of the fish people yeah. Yeah, miming to each other yeah. underwater. Yeah. Uh, how, to do, how to do rebellion in interpretive dance. <laughs> yeah. well, and the music to that bit is so weird. It's Deadly Dudley. But, yeah. uh, Deadly yeah. Dudley. I mean, that scene with the fish people, like, no, okay, they were nice to look at, but I mean, all they did was make strange bubbling noises and uh, mm. sort of throw various things at it. Uh, yeah. Who was it, Jamie or... Um... Uh, it was the two... It wasn't Jamie. It was Jacko and whatever yeah, the other yeah. guy was called. Yeah, the other guy, yeah. It's an interesting story. Is this a... One of two times we see Atlantis. I think it's three times that they mentioned. Yeah. There was an Atlantis in Pertwee's story. The yeah. Time Meddler. Yeah. Which was before it sunk. Yeah. We were told the demon Azal destroyed Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. but we don't see but it. But we don't see it. So this yeah. is the this is the other time. It's it's an interesting story and it's quite a nice idea and you've got this mad scientist finds mm. them. Quite why he wants to destroy yeah. the world apart yeah, from his strange, ego though, yeah. is yeah. like a bit. Because he can. Yeah. He can. I assume Professor Zaroff was um, an Atlantean. No. No. Or was he? Um, um, is that, he was, uh, he's, he's human. He's oh, human. Because yes. on the animated cartoon one, mm-hmm. the Atlanteans are depicted as grey. Mm. Ray flesh, yeah. while Professor Zaroff and a couple of his men, the people yeah. in diving suits, are all portrayed painted pink. Jacko and Sean, is it, are clearly yeah. people yeah. who have been rescued from yeah, ships nine, or whatever. Nine tenths of the scientists yeah, working with him yeah. just, are surface dwellers. Just yeah. to give you an idea of what direction my mind can go off in <laughs> at times. Brace yourselves, people. Brace yourselves. <laughs> no, it's the um, high priest of the temple. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That headdress he was wearing, you remember the old Play-Doh barbershop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 A, yeah. It was like somebody had just gone... Yeah. It comes off better on the colour version because certainly the majority of Zaroff's team mm. and Zaroff himself yeah 
are pink skin surface dwellers. So there is no real rhyme or reason why his followers are following him mm-hmm. in destroying the world. They, they are comp- I don't think they know. Well, I'm sorry, they're, they're competent, intelligent scientists. Well, Surely they-, they should have questioned you. <laughs> yeah. They have to figure that out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, yeah. Where's all this water? You're going to drain the oceans. Yeah. Where's all the water going to go? Yeah. Into, into the mantle. Mm, yeah. yeah. Boom. Thermal they're, explosions. They're not scientifically minded are they yeah <laughs> well they're meant to be but <laughs> i mean zaroff Z- is, is but he's he knows that it's gonna go boom yeah but there <laughs> again, most most of the humans were just sort of you know labor forces for digging yeah. you know, digging well, the tunnels it, and such. yeah you, you had had a, a group a group of humans with the labor force from the shipwrecks but yeah. you had certain people running around in diving suits mm, who yeah. were his helpers mm, yeah who were guarding oh, yeah, the, right. yeah gods yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamie and uh, Ben dress up as them at one point. Yeah. This one's interesting, I think, in some respects, because it's one of the few where you haven't got any alien intervention. No. This is a time back when the stories weren't necessarily because there was an alien presence behind it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all a homegrown menace. Um, The only sci-fi bit of it is it's actually set on Atlantis. Mm, yeah. But yeah. other than that, it's it's humans, yeah. the fish people, is, mm-hmm. are, are an evolutionary... Yeah. They've been genetically modified yeah, to be like fish result. people. But, yeah, there's no, no dark crystals, no yeah. entities trying to control them. And it's it's actually quite refreshing sometimes <laughs> to watch a, a story change, like yeah. that because yeah. everything now is has some alien behind it. We mm. don't have... Very many stories where the bad guy is just the mm. bad guy. Yeah, I only found that out recently uh, watching was it the, the Romans? Yeah, you know, all the baddies were humans. Yeah, mm. oh yeah, it's that particular time, yeah. so-called pure historical yeah. Romans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was also interesting listening and sort of watching mm. Pat Trouton because this is his third story. Third, third story. Third story. Mm. So he's still finding feeling his way quite a lot. Yeah. And we, uh, I didn't come across in the animation, but apparently originally he wore the stovepipe hat because mm. mm. yes. this is one of the last times you actually see it. Yeah, Plus maybe. the fact that uh, he dresses up in he the does. marketplace, <laughs> yes, in sort of disguise, which was dark sunglasses and yeah, a shawl, <laughs> scarf. Yeah, and, but again, it's it, it's not something that happens later on in his reign. No, yeah, even, mm. even by the end was, of this well, season, he was supposedly being a soothsayer. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the season, that has stopped. There are people in the various commentaries and documentaries saying that it's either this one or the next story. Is it Moonbase next? Yeah, uh, where he finds his doctor. Yeah, mm. and to me. It felt like he, he had by this point. Certainly, yeah. yeah. Certainly it's almost fully formed. But yeah. you do get such things as, like I said, apparently he wore the stovepipe hat the beginning of this. Yeah, which obviously a lost episode, yeah. that first episode. Yeah. So, but uh, also it's the reaction to the the serviator's shell hats. Yeah. He, he suddenly finds that completely fascinating and wants yeah. to wear that. Yeah. Yeah. But the way he confronts Zaroff. Oh, God. Yeah. That is very much the way he would later do it in things like yeah. a, a Tomb of Sidemen. Yeah. It's, it's very much, it's very much my type of favorite doctor, as in he's not the forefront hero at the lead, at mm. the, the, he's the one who hands you the magic shells or mm. the magic beans. Yeah. He's the guy that 
kicks it all off and just steers you in the right directions. Yeah. Yeah. The character's kind of like 90 to 95% there. Mm, It just gets a little bit of uh, polishing in the next couple of stuff. And also, this is obviously written at a very early stage, not just for Jamie because he isn't in there, but may not have been written with Pat in yeah. mind. Oh, yeah. So oh, you've no. also got that situation of one actor to having off. to play the character in a totally different way to it's kind of like written and then yeah. having to make it yeah. fit how they certainly, want to be. Certainly at this point, they would have been told, write for Doctor Who and you're writing for Billy Hartnell. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Davis was the script editor. Yeah. Mm. So maybe he might have tweaked it a bit. Yeah. Maybe he came up with the disguising. Is that something... Hartnell did a bit. He did a bit of that, but he not much. Yeah. Certainly, he would change outfit occasionally, wouldn't yeah. he? But, mm. but yeah, it's it, it's not as bad as it's made out to be. <laughs> no, um, it's a bit of a run around mess. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's more of a a jolly romp than a oh, good grief, oh gods, why did they bother? <laughs> story. <laughs> and as you say, it's colourful. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Shame there are no colour photos from yeah. this one. Mm. Shame. So, you can actually watch this on BBC iPlayer as well. I mean, this is for people in the UK. I am not sure if they've done the whole back catalogue on Disney Plus or not. No, they're on um, Tboo, whatever that other service is. But I don't know if they would have this as incomplete. But, but yeah. the, the, the animation version, for those of us who can get hold of BBC iPlayer, is available on the BBC iPlayer. Is that including reconstructions? or No, I think it's just the, 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 the animation. The animation already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe oh, I believe so. Okay. I mean, I might stand corrected. If yeah. it's not there yet, I'm sure it will be there at mm. some oh, point. Eventually, yeah. Because yeah. the colourised Daleks is there and... Yes. So, tell us, if you have watched this, what you think of the animation of The Underwater Message by emailing Message. us at show... At staggeringstories.net Now, dear listeners, for your delectation, delight and entertainment, (laughs) things in five words. Hurrah. It's been a while. Yep. It has. certainly has. But for first time this year. Mm. Tis first time this year. Mm. Probably been about a year as well. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yep. Okay. My first one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Monkey's alarm clock startles them. Monkey's alarm clock startles them however i may have forgotten how this game is played so bear with me (laughs) (laughs) monkey's alarm clock startles them are we talking the musical monkeys or the (laughs) no 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 the the funky gibbon yeah okay not startles them planet of the apes uh monolith but yeah that's what i was thinking Yes, it's the monolith. Oh, yeah, okay. it is the yeah, monolith. The opening scenes because they seem mm. to be asleep round it, and yeah. suddenly wake up, and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you would if you wake up and there's something there in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does startle. <laughs> All right, okay, nice easy one. Go on. Up. This ship is a workhorse. Firefly. Nope. Not the uh, Pegasus from Bastard Galactica. No. Nope. The Excelsior class. Millennium Falcon. Okay, name all the ships I can think of. What's the name of the ship from... um, I've forgotten what that's called now. This is from The Expanse. Senility. 
Senility. Senility. sistership. Serenity and senility. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. The Vashang? Rosinante. Thank you, Rosinante. Yeah, Rosinante is literally Spanish for workhorse. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is from The Expanse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This is yes. from The Expanse. Right, I keep meaning to watch that. Right, Borat's prototype on a Scotsman. Highlander. Yeah. Oh, what's his... Um... Borat's prototype on Borat. a Scotsman. Moustache. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of the Scotsman from um, the Austin Power films. It's, it's not... A... Okay. It's not a tankini or whatever it is they call them. <laughs> mankini. <laughs> mankini. Mankini. Being born. It's a mankini. It's not his mankini in particular. A prototype mankini. No, oh, not Sean Connery's underwear. <laughs> yep. From Zardos. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying next... to burn that from my memory. Thank it's you. It's been reburnt on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More than that in the next mm. review. But yes. yes. Every time I close my eyes. No! <laughs> <laughs> This this one's quite easy. Oh, all right. Not Jamie's knees this time. Oh, is it is a uh, wetsuit from? Uh, no, Ben's. not not Jamie's knees this time. Ben's? No. Um, mm. Would it be? Collies? Um, no, 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 no. Would it be fifteens? Yes. Ah, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's wearing a kilt. He's wearing a kilt. Yeah. Beginning there mm. of Church of Ruby Road. Big and white and large. Stay puff marshmallow man. No. Death Star. No. A plane from airplane. No. <laughs> William Shatner. No. The snowmen from Doctor Who. No, but you're in the right programme. Big and white mm. and large. Big and white and large. The Doctor Who the new Doctor's console room. Uh yeah. Ah. yeah. This is a very easy one, this is. Okay. Oh boy, second time around. Quantum Leap. New the Quantum Leap. Series. Yep. Yeah. Ben Song, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, second season of uh, Quantum Leap. Right. Pond prefers it on top. So, this is. Would you like to lie on the couch? Sir? <laughs> it's just the sound of so many listeners <laughs> smacking their foreheads. <laughs> Pond prefers it on top. Mm. I don't know what she's been in recently. I take it we're talking about that pond. The character in particular. Oh, the character. Mm. I would say her hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, because she played Nebula, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah, yeah. No, not, not that. Mm. Is it the glass floor of the TARDIS? No, we're getting close. <laughs> Is it the one where they end up at the top of the building and... Jump off. Yeah. To their deaths. Yeah. Uh, no. They get better. I'm close with the glass floor. Yeah. Mm. They're bunk beds. Yep. Ah. <laughs> ah. I presume she prefers it on top. Who doesn't with <laughs> the bunk beds? Oh, dear. Antacids may stop this working. Regeneration? No. Ah, that's aspirin, isn't it? You should get it. Okay. No. I don't mm. know where to begin with that one. I keep thinking battery acids. <laughs> Would it be the crotons? No. Okay, yeah, yeah. It is definitely something that powers something. Batteries, electric cars. Think why you take antacids. Well, heartburn. The American term. Acid reflux. Antacids may yeah. stop this working. Mm. No, you have just confused mm. the issue. Flux. <laughs> ah. Capacitor. Oh. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, gay Nazi is an alien. 
It's Hitler. John Barrowman. <laughs> he sang um, Springtime for Hitler. In Germany. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> is this little tanky guy? Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, he was Gruber. in Babylon 5. Mm, guy yeah. Siner? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Guy Siner. Yeah. Yes. I was in the right ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> My last one, and I don't think you'll get this because I only recently found out about it myself. Oh, okay. A learning exercise for us. R2, where he should not be. Star Wars Holiday Special. Nobody should have been on that. <laughs> That's true, but no. Okay. Oh, uh, is it carved into a wall in Indiana Jones? No. Okay. He was. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> was he? And oh, yeah, yeah, both him and 3PO yeah. were in the cartouches in Indiana Jones when they go in the temple <laughs> with, the, with the snake, with the snakes. Oh, I'll have a look at that. Oh. Yeah. As I say, I only recently found yeah. out about this myself. Yeah. So. Go on, we give him... The TARDIS console. Really? Okay. The latest de- version of the console. It was designed by someone whose first job was to update, redesign, build R2-D2. So right. they put R2 or a bit of R2 on everything they build. Oh. I've got a feeling yeah. it's those triangular bits mm. on one of the sides of the console. It's got a oh, blue right. sort of lens in the middle. Oh. But yeah, yeah. Like bow tie shaped yes, bits that's, of R2, that, yeah. That's the ones. Yeah. Right. I, it's across, the, across one of the faces. I have to look out for that. Do you have a third? I have a third and final one then. Linda's monster bites the paving. Oh, oh um, love monsters. Love monsters, yeah. He's all off. <laughs> all off, yes. And I've got, I've got one, the last one. I got an undead soundtracking menace. Hmm, undead track sounds. Would this be uh, the stone tapes? No, no. Okay. Mm. Going too far back in time. Think <laughs> <laughs> more recent. Uh, something from the Quiet Place, the films. No. The two Quiet Place films? No, no, okay. No. They, they tracked by sound. Nope, I give up. Clicker zombies. <laughs> oh, of course, from The Last of Us. So Keithy wins with three, <laughs> and the rest of us all got two. Yeah. <laughs> enough of that nonsense. More than enough. So, dear listeners, as part of our homage... Homage? We've been watching a film that Dave would watch. <laughs> yeah. God knows why. why? <laughs> but we've been watching Sardos. Pause the music. It had music? Oh, it had one piece so. of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very light on the music. Beethoven? Classical music all Ooh, the way through. I gotta admit, when it first started, mm-hmm. I honestly thought I was watching the wrong film. So I, I honestly <laughs> thought I was watching Monty Python's Flying Circus yeah. with, with that floating head. Oh, Expl- Arthur's floating Did, head explaining things. I mean, was that moustache and beard drawn on his face? <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. Yes. Some point in the future, you have humans going round worshipping a floating head <laughs> called very, Sardos. Very, good, very well done, I thought, the effect. Yes, yeah, especially for the time it was 1974. Done. 1974. Yeah. So 50 years old mm. this year. And the people worshipping it wear face masks like it and wear basically red Very, very red little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, a red nappy. And this head spews out guns and says, the penis is bad for it shoots life. Shoot with a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it went downhill from there, really. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> yeah, some boobies. Yeah. Um, so our hero of the piece, Sean, what the... 
I've got to play for the new, uh, the latest swimming pool mm, and or yes. greenhouse conservatory. Well, apparently this was a couple of years after he finished Bond. Mm, yeah, right, and yeah. he was having trouble getting work. Yeah. Because people thought he was James Bond. Bond. Mm, that was yeah. it. So he ends up getting on board this head to confront this guy who's literally got a drawn on moustache and <laughs> yeah. Shoots him, he falls out and he ends up in this idyllic, wonderful vortex. vortex. Full of people who live forever. And then the trip starts. (laughs) I must admit, things didn't look good from the very first opening scene. And after about 25 minutes, I gave up. <laughs> Do you know, really? <laughs> it well, does start very weird with, uh, with Zardos, Arthur Frayne, the guy yeah. behind Zardos. His head is... It's just his head. Floating yeah. about. Yeah. And badly cropped, too, so you can yeah. see where the edge yeah. of the frame and, was. And he's wearing what I can only describe as an Egyptian headdress. It's a scarf, but it's in the mm. fashion... It wasn't the only yeah. one. There's a few yeah. of them. Oh, there was a few of them. But, so it, this yeah. is this is what made, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sure this is Monty Python. It's very weird. It's, it was like... Greek play yeah. you got the narrator at the beginning telling you what yeah. to expect oh, yeah. it's I just said it was 74 yeah. so we are, are slap bang in the middle of the sci-fi dystopia everything is a yeah. death destruction I mean well, when, you was, had, when was Logan's Run released Logan's Run I think was 73 alright oh, uh, Silent Green yeah a similar period maybe a bit uh, later but not by much so about 75 76 yeah. I do so believe it was, it was a run on these kind of yeah, films it, 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 yeah. right up until that's why I'm, when it's when it happened, Star Wars was so dramatically different. Yeah. In oh, yeah. 77. Star just Wars complete... was like an enema. Yeah, it just completely changed the landscape. Yeah, yeah. Action, adventure. I mean, the I, I got a feeling uh, as the... I can't remember who it was. Borman? Was John Borman. John, John Borman. Borman. Was, wrote it, it, directed yeah, it. Yeah, John Borman did yeah. everything on it. I do get the feeling he's in the middle of a power trip. There because is a quote he... from him. If I may even have it here. Uh, um... It was the seventies. I was doing a lot of drugs. Frankly, even I'm not entirely sure what parts of the movie are about. <laughs> John Borman quote. I mean, he directed Deliverance, which is an absolute which belt. is the film yeah. he did direct before yeah. this, which is mm. why he was given the latitude yeah. to do whatever he wanted. Yeah. In this film, boy, did he! For, for a while, yeah, I'm sitting there watching it, thinking, yeah, it's trying to make some insightful comment on the society. the dis- disparity in society between the haves and the have-nots, mm, the, yeah. the intellectual yeah. eternals and the barbaric, brutalists yeah. mm, killing yes. each other. And then I realised they're having a clue what this is about <laughs> and there is no plot. Well, no, not really. It started, as you say, it did start off with shades of H.G. Wells' time machine, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. schism between two societies. Yeah, the the, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the Mollocks and the, um, oh, what's yeah. the other race? Eloy. Eloy, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even initially, there's a, a bit of where you're sort of thinking, well, is this an investigation in the madness of individuals and how society can turn on itself? Because even amongst these angelic kind of like and it's like no no they're just playing classical music because yeah. they like Beethoven's seventh symphony and someone's been smoking far too, too much, much cannabis yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and the scene was harking back to our role-playing days <laughs> i was immediately reminded of adam's character creat oh really okay <laughs> the floating head floating head yes. yeah yeah you uh, spew our guns <laughs> yeah but the scene was about something i mean no, i remember seeing advertised mm. and um the tagline on the movie poster said, yeah, was it beyond 1984, beyond 2001? I felt like putting beyond a bloody joke. 
uh, it's clearly very low budget. Yeah. It's all filmed in a little area around Ireland. Which would be blooming cold, considering mm, literally oh, grief, yeah. all Sean Connery was wearing was a dance thong <laughs> and a red nappy. <laughs> yeah. He didn't actually get any form of clothes until he got intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Until that was the last quarter of the film. Yeah. Well, there is a plot there. It, obviously, However Arthur Frayne... it may be. Arthur Frayne was there. He was one of the immortals, fed up with a lot in life. Yeah. He'd been directing selective breeding yep. to try to create this super-intelligent guy, Primitive. Sean Connery Z, yeah. apparently. And he was going to entice him back because he knew he'd be interested in climbing into the Zardos head, mm. come back and eventually cause the downfall of his immortal civilization. Because yeah. they, they can't die. The immortals mm, yeah. just cannot die. They, they can, can go kill themselves, but they get reincarnated by the tabernacle, this yeah. all-knowing mm. AI. And they kind of like can go insane. Yes, quite a few of them had, or the apathetics who just they, stand there like mm. in some kind of well, drug. They, they meditate. <laughs> and then yes. you had the retrogrades or the renegades that got artificially aged. Yes. It's almost like, the, you know, the only plot to this, the only point to this story was that they had somehow made him and enticed him there in order to destroy the tabernacle so mm. that they could actually die. Yeah. Yes. And they, they welcomed it at the end, most of them. I think a most few of them got away. Yeah. But most of them welcomed death. Oh, and I have been told by uh, fake Keith yeah. that if I die sitting under a tree, she's buggering off and doing what she wants. She's not going to sit there and watch my skeleton die. decay <laughs> as well. Yeah, it did imply they both died at the same time together. Yeah. This, yeah. The yeah. end scenes showed them getting older, yeah. having that, that one child. Don't know why only one, but and then their yeah. skeleton's there forever and... So, so he basically he he manages to destroy this tabernacle AI yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Let's uh, in the rest of the brutals. Let's the rest of the brutals in who go yay yep. kill people who all standing there running towards the guns going kill me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with some of the worst death acting we've seen in a long time. <laughs> but of course he wanders off with the love of his life. Well, recently discovered love of his recently life. Recently discovered yeah. love. <laughs> They seem to just sit in green, very weird green suits. Yeah. An age to death. An age to yeah. death. Yes. Presumably they did go out and do other recreate because yeah. he'd been downloaded all the knowledge. Yeah. Mm. So he'd be super intelligent. He could help restart civilization outside, presumably. Yeah. But you never see that. You, you never see that. No. It's almost left yeah. to your imagination or maybe for a sequel which never happened. I oh, just forgot about it. You know? mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, I watched it, and as I say, so there was very little in the way of, of a plot. Mm. There were a couple of films around at that time by a uh, director called Lindsay Anderson uh, with Malcolm McDowell, If and Oh Lucky Man. Yeah. And to me, I mean, it just followed the same lines, you know, pretentious tripe masquerading as highbrow surreal filmmaking. It is everything that is wrong with science fiction mm, as yes. in they're trying to push forward the next evolution of humanity mm. and s trying to write something profound and as a result they just disappear up their own <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so personally i'm sorry dave but yeah give it a miss <laughs> yeah yes. we'll put some classical music over it and it makes it all good even some of the film uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> I mean, 
there, there was nudity in this, but Barbarella yeah. does it better. Yeah. <laughs> there are drugs in this, but there are other films that do it better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just... I mean, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, I mean, yeah. it sums it up, it gets 50% Rotten Tomatoes and 53% audience score. It's just kind of like a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Higher than I would expect it, frankly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if I were summing up, I mean, if I you know, sort of finished watching the film to its end, it would have left us a sort of rather sort of bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I would have felt sort of slightly guilty and ashamed. It was a waste of two hours of my life, well, and, which I'm not getting back. Yeah, as I say, sort of, but I would also have had a sort of feeling of sort of, you know, sort of horrified fascination. I mean, a bit like listening to The Beautiful South or something like that. I'm just reading here. I would, I would have just felt a bit dirty and tarnished afterwards. <laughs> there, there, there's a line here from a film critic, Judith Christ, okay. um, from the New York magazine, and I think she sums it up beautifully. Sardos okay, mm-hmm. demonstrates how one can make a cheap sci-fi flick look like a cheap sci-fi <laughs> flick by using mirrors and prisms as a substitute for imagination. Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. that... I don't know, really... a lot of imagination, but I'm not sure it all fits together. But... <laughs> I, I don't think it was a lot of imagination, as has been discussed There's earlier. It was a lot of drugs. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there was a slight difference. Maybe. So it's an iconic film, if only for that weird picture of Sean Connery. In his nappy. In his nappy. Yeah. 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 What the hell is that all about? Yeah. Yeah, it's one hour and 44 minutes. Yeah, one hour and 45 minutes too long, yeah. I did watch it all. I'm yes, sure I've I. seen it before as well. Because oh, really? It yeah. Had, I think it appeared a couple of times on the infamous BBC2 sci-fi weekend, mm, yes. but late at night. I would imagine because, it would have to yeah. be quite late. Yeah, because yeah. I, I can remember the beginning of it, but I can't remember the end of it. So I've obviously seen yeah. the beginning of it, got bored and gone to bed. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> the floating head and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And some of the other scenes were... were Vaguely familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Animated erection. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so funny. Yes. Uh, the Eternals, because they are eternal and no longer need to reproduce, the gentleman cannot get an erection anymore. <laughs> so they try to figure out how the stimulus of the brain works on the male physique. So they show lots of pictures, well, two scenes mainly of women rubbing mud yeah. over themselves yeah. and what have you. <laughs> to nothing. Not. They then he looks, Zed looks into the eyes of the chief chief lady and it's like, that <laughs> little sign goes everywhere. But yes, they have a pencil diagram, oh, like the no. joy of sex or something. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a bit frustrated in his uh, his marriage maybe at the time, John Borman had done it. I mean, yeah, you do sit there going, what, what, did, what did Sean Connery owe someone? Yeah. <laughs> you said he had trouble getting work at that Apparently, period yeah. of time, yeah. but certainly you get the feeling like Michael Caine. I did the film to pay the conservatory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, John Alderton was in it as well. Yeah, which yeah from, not, mm, please, sir. Please, yeah. sir, yeah. Not, not a name you necessarily know that well out of the UK. No, yeah. probably not. <laughs> Quite good age you make up near me. He had half oh, a yeah, face. Oh, like, yeah, like he suffered from a stroke. Yeah, yeah, that was quite good. It's it's pretentious, I think. Is yes. it? Yeah. It wants to be something. It, it isn't. Thinks it's it, trying to be deep. Yes. yes, it thinks it's more than what it is. Yeah, I think so. It's certainly technicoloured. Um, Red, mostly. Yeah. It doesn't require a lot of brain cells to follow because there's not a lot there <laughs> yeah. to follow. 
you can quite easily do a crossword or, yeah. or something you know something mind taxing and still follow the film yeah and I've had loud moments like <laughs> the bits where they're wiggling their fingers at John Alderton uh, <laughs> around the, the I think table you're there. confusing laugh out loud from embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those films that would be good to watch with a group of mates particularly if you've had one or two yeah. bevies mm, yes. and then do your own words to and that yeah. kind of stuff <laughs> it's it's got potential for being a fun mm. film, but not necessarily oh, yeah. the way the director and that might intended. All I, all I can say is, if you can make it all the way through, well done. <laughs> Anything else? I have nothing else to add, <laughs> except so, that I want to delete this from my memory now. <laughs> so, dear listeners, if you've had the great pleasure and honour to have ever watched Sardos... I pity you. Tell mm. us what you think <laughs> by emailing us... At show at staggering stories dot net. El Presidente. Mm. I see upon the table oh. there are some cards of the Yule and Christmas we, time. We entirely forgot to mention them last time. And a load of them arrived after oh, the yeah. last one, didn't they? Mm. Yes, yes, Keith. <gasps> oh, speaking of heads. <laughs> Floating heads. Floating heads. <laughs> yeah. There he is, floating around the room. Was oh, he yes. modelled for Zardos? Did he model for Zardos? He did. He is now spewing something in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what it is. Hello, Hello head, head of Pertwee. Hello, Handles. Hello, Inky Squirt a lot. Uh, Terence. Orange Glow of Clara. Dave Zilla. Oh, yes, Dave Zilla and the Mighty. The Death Star yeah. Clock. Death Star, the Death Star Clock. Nebula. Uh, dangerous Churchill. Various Nazi nebulas. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and Moomins. And... Mm-hmm. He's a grown man. He lives <laughs> in this house. He's a grown man. <laughs> anyway, you were so, saying. So, the cards. We, yes. we got Christmas cards. Yes, thank you. Sorry, thank dear you. listeners, we didn't read this thank out of that well, Christmas again, edition, the, the but it's late. The season has now finished, so any cards that were coming to us have now definitely arrived. Mm. You would hope. We'd hope so. So, so, shall we grab some? Dish them out. So, I would, we would like to thank Tim for his Christmas card. Yes. With a you, lovely little red squirrel on the front in the snow. He's appropriate. He likes doing videos of his wildlife in his yes. back garden. And we had one from Elizabeth. Oh, uh, thank you, Elizabeth. Mm, thank you. Dave picked out this card last year in a futile attempt to get me to send the cold cards out early. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for Elizabeth. It's a lovely card and a lovely message in there. And it's of a palm tree with lights on it and Santa Claus being pulled in his sleigh across the sky. Uh, Florida for you. (laughs) Um, I have one here. It's a pile of Christmas presents in the shape of a Christmas tree. It's to the Staggering Story team, Mm -hmm. wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a kick-ass Doctor Who special. Lots of love from Dave, Vicky and Polly. Thank you. Thank you, you, Polly Mm. and Dave and Vicky. Uh, And I have one here from Matt Tilly. Oh, yep. Yes, very nice card. Yes, of uh, Santa and his reindeers have gone slightly retro and they're in a Volkswagen camper van. (laughs) (laughs) The only way to travel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) New electric one. (laughs) (laughs) I have one here. To the head of Pertwee and his minions. Oh. As it should be. <laughs> From Stormageddon. 
Hey! Yeah, Andy and Dawn. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Stormy. It is a Christmas thing with a robin sat on top of a red pillar box with a bit of snow. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I have here, it's a, a very sombre looking one oh. with a, of a front door. Okay. But it's got a nice sentiment on it. Oh, right. May your troubles be less, may your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. Oh. Which is an Irish treat. And it's from... Naya. Oh, hi, oh, Naya. Thank you, Naya. Thank you. That is it, isn't it? Yes. I think so. Mm. Well, once we shouldn't make it to yeah. we'll read them out next two year. podcasts again. Yeah. We'll, we'll read them out next year. <laughs> thank you very much for those. It's yes, very nice you. to receive yeah, thank you. them. Yes, definitely. So, apart from Christmas cards... Do we have feedback? Do we have a bit of feedback? Yeah. Feedback. We have some written feedback. We have some audio feedback. Ooh. So, dear listeners, we've had some feedback from... Catherine, the dragon maker. Yay! Yay! Hello, Catherine. Thank you. Hello, staggerers. Hello, Terence. Hello, (laughs) Dovezilla the Mighty. And hello, Heather (laughs) Pertwee. Timing. What is timing? Clearly not something I'm good at. Nor is predicting when y'all might be recording early. Oh, yeah, we did last time. It was on New Year's Day. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Just a quick note this time, since you've already heard my my thoughts on the church on Ruby Road, which which we will get to momentarily. Time you want me. May your hopes for 2024 come true and your fears never happen. Yes, did watch Zardos. (laughs) (laughs) Adams, your quizzes are delightfully evil and difficult. I approve. <laughs> You're not here. You're not suffering from that <laughs> laser gaze. And the, more importantly, the smug smile. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all the rubbish cut out in between us. We want to beat him up. <laughs> I guess that's it. Take care. Have a good fortnight. And I'll write or maybe speak at you next time. Thank you. And on. Thank you. Catherine, the dragon maker. And in a timey-wimey Doctor Who style, we're going to pay the thought of Catherine the Dragon Maker on the church on Ruby Road because we also have feedback in an audio Audio. style. If we're entering the 20th century? (laughs) No, she knew that fake Keith wasn't here and the rest of us can't read proper English like what she writes. Yes, (laughs) it's more likely. Talk proper. Hello, staggerers. Hello, hello, parents. Hello, Davezilla the Mighty. Hello, Head of Pertwee. <laughs> and hello to the miscellaneous creatures and critters. You can decide which is which. <laughs> that watch you all whilst you natter on about Doctor Who. <laughs> I hope everyone had the kind of Christmas you wanted. Yeah, and that y'all have recovered yeah. from your New Year's excesses. <laughs> if any. The only excesses here were the number of fireworks going off in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. On to feedback. The Church on Ruby Road. Mm-hmm. Oh, wasn't that fun? Mm-hmm. This is a brand new doctor in a lot of ways. Yeah. Not only does this Oop. doctor dance, mm-hmm. he goes clubbing <laughs> in a skirt kilt thing. The jury is still out. I've heard Kilt's both. Kilt. He's got a mustache. He's mm-hmm. emotionally vulnerable. This is awesome. It's been far too long since we've gotten a post-regeneration Christmas special, and I've missed yeah. it. <laughs> yes, I understand five. we want big things for the special, and we don't have the tradition of a bombastic episode of our shows on Christmas here. But a regeneration is always the result of cataclysmic events, and that seems heavy to me for Christmas. Aren't y'all sitting around on the couch, half drunk while watching? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that why Whitaker's New Year's specials didn't seem to fly as well? Could be. Because everyone was nursing hangovers? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. It seems to this 
opinionated foreigner that you want something fluffier on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And what's yeah. fluffier than introducing a brand new doctor? Yes. Yeah. On the other hand, by the time we get to regeneration, I'm jealous of the time we have left with the current doctor. I don't want them to go. Mm. Uh, and circle of regeneration. Getting that one last episode with them makes me happy. Mm. It's a conundrum. Mm. Ah, life is a fan. <laughs> that aside, I am delighted with Shooty's doctor. He's yeah. bright and cheerful and mm. doesn't seem to have too many clouds hanging over him. Not yet. The mention of being adopted without going into being tortured for how many years by Tectoine was lovely. And I'm very pleased that RTD2 is not (laughs) going to sweep Whitaker's era under the rug. Yes. There are almost certainly many fans who would like to believe that she doesn't exist, (laughs) as some still deny the Eighth Doctor. I'm looking at you, brother of mine. (laughs) But I'm not one of them. It happened. Some parts of it were a mess, but it's all Doctor Who, and mm. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to hopes and fears. Adam, please be extra careful in your predictions about Tom. <laughs> really getting up there. Mm. Time to wrap this up, because once again, I am racing against the clock to get this feedback in. One of these years, I will actually write my feedback right after listening to the podcast. <laughs> 2023 was not that year, and oh, well. 2024 is not starting off well. <laughs> be well, anon. Catherine the Dragon Maker. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Postscript. Oh, oh. Mavity! (laughs) Post. Post Postscript. I really should have talked about goblins and flying ships, but I forgot. (laughs) Ah, never mind. Perhaps I'll remember to bring it up in another feedback. Yeah. Post. Post. Postscript. Oh, God. (laughs) How'd I do on the audio feedback? Should I do it again? Yeah. 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 Yes. It's good to hear it in your own voice. Yeah. Us trying to... You can react to it. You don't know what's yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode of yeah. uh, Chest Ruby Road. Yes. So, as I think we discussed, it was good, light bit of fluff. Yeah. Nothing as, major, but... As you need on a Christmas day, really. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing too heavy. I think that's it. You either, you either ignore it as being Christmas, so yeah. it just becomes an episode like anything yeah. else, or you make something of it as being a bit extra. I mean, there were yeah. some people going... It's a musical. It's this. It's that. It's the Christmas episode. <laughs> I had no problems. Right, and another bit of audio feedback. Oh, oh this ooh. time from Reese. Oh, hello, Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, Staggerers. Hello. Long time no feedback from me, but it's me, Reese, and I'm back in the new year. Back. And I just wanted to say hello to all the humans there, except for Keith because she's not there <laughs> for now. <laughs> And hello to the head of Pertwee, and to Cardboard Clara, and to Dangerous Churchill, and to Graham. But beyond that, I'm going to play it careful because confession time. Uh I've had to be a bit selective with the bits of your podcast that I listen to because you've been talking about some big finish, and I haven't Uh listened to much big finish, and I've been wanting to avoid spoilers. So I've gone through and I've listened to the parts of your podcast, which were talking about things that I'd seen, like The Last of Us. Or Guardians of the Galaxy 3, because I've got a part of me that tells myself, no, no, don't listen to anything to do with Big Finish in case you get spoiled, because one day you're going to listen to Big Finish. (laughs) And then I look at the catalogue of Big Finish and I go, I'm not going to hear all of that. There's too much Big Finish. I'm just not going to catch up with Big Finish. Nobody is. (laughs) So as a result, I've played it a bit carefully and I haven't heard all of your recent podcasts. And I haven't heard the ones where you've picked up some... New members to the menagerie. So I'll just say <laughs> hello to the menagerie <laughs> to cover everyone. And I'll name individuals more so as I catch up on your episodes. Right. But I'm back. Good. And there's a lot to talk about. 
whole lot of films and games and TV and books and whatever. There's oh, so yeah. much to talk about, but I'll try and keep it focused on Doctor Who because that is important to all of our hearts, and I've got enough to talk about there anyway. Yes. So much so that I, instead of doing rants about each episode, I've got dot points about the episodes, and I'll, I'll essentially read those to you, but I'll make them coherent instead of just, I liked this moment, I liked that, etc., etc. <laughs> you so, never rant. Because I don't think I've talked about Doctor Who since Flux aired with you guys. Yeah. I'll just say, I liked Flux. I thought it was quite good. Consistently the most enjoyable episodes in uh, Jodie Whittaker's era. I mean, there were standout episodes of her previous seasons like uh, Rosa yeah. and Spyfall and Demons Ooh. of the Punjab, at least for me. I really, really yeah. like that one. Yeah. So they stood out, but consistently Flux was very good. There's probably one or two that aren't as good as the rest for me, but I liked Flux. I really liked Power of the Doctor. It was a good romp. Great to have Ace and Tegan back mm-hmm. and the cameos from the other Doctors. So it was, yeah. it was a good romp, but it had a sad ending with Whittaker going. Sorry, Wataka going. (laughs) And then we had David Tennant's comeback. And here I'll talk about the episodes he was in. And Shitty Gut was first full episode. So the Star Beast, great to have Tennant and Tate back. Great to have Sylvie. And I've forgotten both the character's name and the actor to play him. Very sorry to say, but her husband, Donna's husband, is back. And Rose, played by Yasmin Finney. Great addition to the cast. Great character to have in there. I really liked the fact that she was a... Toy maker as well. Yeah. Also, mm. Yasmin mm. Finney is great. As soon as she and Shooty Gut were, were cast, which were around about the same time, I went and watched the shows they were in. So, Sex Education for Shooty Gutwa yep. and Heart Stoppers for Yasmin Finney, both on Netflix. And they were both pretty good. Very different audience ranges. I preferred Sex Education, but there was a bit more meat on the bone drama wise. And Shooty Gutwa was just excellent. Yeah. Mm. And I thought Rose was going to be the, the new companion, not just for these specials. I got that wrong. But good cast. I really mm. like the cast. I like the sonic screwdriver, the new elements to it. I didn't mm. see the screwdriver itself well enough, but it was a new design yeah. for the 14th Doctor. But I quite liked the kind of virtual 3D printing it did where it had an interactive screen, mm. a bit like Iron Man, which is what Gene yeah. said. And then I liked the shields, and I liked it, like Adam and Keith said, I liked that it was shields that they created and not a laser or something like yeah. that or a yeah. sword to go and cut down the raft <laughs> with... Yes. It was, Did you it do was the just fingers? shields, which is right. very Doctor. Uh, protect people yes. without violence. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, he blew up his own planet, so we <laughs> thought, for a long time <laughs> to protect the entire universe. So there's a bit of violence every now and again. <laughs> uh, what else did I like about the episode? Oh, the Meep and yes. Miriam Margles especially. She's yeah. wonderful. Her performance was great and the effects were great too. Mm. Oh, and yes. one more thing. The new TARDIS. I love it. Uh, I yep. could see why Gene would think it was too large, like too cavernous almost. I don't mind that. I really quite like it myself. We normally spend most of our time in the control room, and if it's bigger on the inside, as big as possible on the inside (laughs) is fun. That illusion is always fun. I just really like it. It's got elements of the classic series because it's white and bright. It's got elements of the Smith Capaldi TARDIS, which I really quite like. You know, the one that you went on and didn't at all, didn't at all touch the console. No, 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 no. no, 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 I won't tell if you don't tell. (laughs) Oh, and another new thing was the opening credits. They look beautiful. Mm. I really like them. I was actually blown away by them. Whoa, that's gorgeous. I like most of the orchestration of the music, but the dum da dum dum da dum is very weirdly people breathing now. Sounds like... (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Murray, what were you doing? Other than that, (laughs) sounds like an amalgamation of a lot of Murray Gold's themes. He's written quite a few, and it, it works really well. Fun episode. Not my favourite of the 
four I'm talking about, but a lot of fun. I really liked it, and I liked everyone in it. The Wild Blue Yonder, great, very good. Not too much to say about it, really, because other than I just liked all of it. The (laughs) performances were excellent. I liked that it was kind of the physical version of Midnight in that it's copying people. Um, I really like Midnight as well, but this is like an external version of that, whereas it was internal in the brain in Midnight. This is a physical copy with the same memories for the most part. But, yeah, really good episode. I see what Adam was saying about the effects in that they didn't marry the physical to the CGI effects incredibly well. But for being CGI effects in Doctor Who, I thought it was some of the best effects I'd seen. I thought Mm. thought the effects themselves were good. But when you put real people in front of them, it really did look green screened, which it was, obviously. But beyond that, the effects were really good. I liked the episode. It was a lot of fun. I don't particularly mind that a creature decomposed in outer space, which Adam <laughs> talked about and Naya yeah. talked about, because yeah. I love Star Wars and there is sound in space in yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. But I love it because of that, because TIE fighters sound cool and the lasers being fired from X-Wings mm. sound really cool, some of the most iconic sounds in the world, and that doesn't happen in space, yep. but it happens because no. it makes the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This person is dead yeah. and those explosions, you can hear them in space. Anyway, I wasn't too wrapped up on that. It doesn't take away from what is otherwise a very good episode. Now, to speed this up, because I've been going on for a while, I'll just say really loved the giggle. Neil Patrick Harris was excellent. The music was very good. I loved the bite generation. I liked that they hung a lantern on it. It's supposed to be a myth. That's why we've never seen it before. But I loved the way 60 years into this show, they could still do something new. And maybe the myth came true because the toy maker came true, because the yeah, 14th Doctor invoked mm-hmm. that superstition on the edge of the universe. Yeah, I like maybe. that myths and fairy tale things are becoming real, and maybe yeah. that's why this happened. I don't buy Russell T. Davies' idea that previous Doctors bi-generated no. uh, mm. one because we didn't see it, so you can't convince me that it happened because I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. But also, I like it being a one-off or a once-in-60-years sort of mm. thing. It might happen yeah. again, but not for a long time. Yeah. But I, I didn't mind it. Because I really liked seeing David Tennant and Shudi Gatwa together. Yeah. yeah. Moving on <laughs> to The Church on Ruby Road. Oh, yeah. Loved it. It definitely wasn't the strongest plot-wise. In fact, it was probably the weakest plot-wise, because yes. not because I thought there were holes in the plot, but just because there wasn't much to it. Yeah. yeah. But that's because you let the actors shine, and boy, did they shine. Oh, Shooty's excellent, mm. and Millie is just wonderful. Mm. Uh, and the guest characters were all excellently played. Her mother is so sweet. <laughs> so is her grandmother, pardon the pun, certainly. Cherry Sunday. But, you know, they're, they're <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I, I really liked it. The song was quirky. It was, mm. The song was fun. It was good to hear them sing. And I just really liked it. The production values are still there. There's a new standard set for Doctor Who, and it just looks brilliant. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it was a fun episode. I don't think it makes or breaks it that it isn't the most complex plot or that there were a few contrivances. I hope, actually, on that note, that the fairy tale aspect and mythical things becoming real isn't used as a plot device to cover contrivances. I don't think it will, but we'll see how we go. This is a show that has had a sonic screwdriver in it for decades, and people complain that it's a, a crutch for weak writers. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Gene, you said that. Um, <laughs> lots of people say that. I don't think so. In fact, I'd much rather get to the other side of the door and have drama which is a Russell T. Davies quote, then be stuck on the other side of a locked door. Yeah. And I, I see where he's coming from. Yeah. Anyway, this has gone on far too long. I liked all of these episodes. I liked The Flux. It's been a pretty good run for Doctor Who with huge gaps in it. Yeah. But uh, roll on the new season in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll probably talk about some other things a bit later on. As I catch up, I'll, I'll talk about Guardians of the Galaxy or something like oh, that, other exactly, than to yeah. say I loved it. 
probably my favourite of the three, but I've talked well and truly enough this time. (laughs) So uh, I'll say farewell for now and speak to you next time I speak to you. See ya. See ya. Thank you, Reese. Thank you. I suspect that the whole mythical creatures... I think we might see one or two other things. I think I, it's I going think, ongoing theme. I yeah. think that's part of the running the bad wolf of this particular My season. Are coming. Yeah. Legions, was mm. it? The legions. Mm. I, th- mm. I suspect that's part yeah. of the underline of what's going to be the f- end reveal. The Yes, I don't know how thread. you deal with that. They just been let through. He's got to deal with them individually. Yeah. There's no way to stem the tide now that the toy maker is out of the way. He's already done it. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. The, the, to- the toy maker has been banished from this dimension doesn't stop him from sort of sending things through. I think, yeah, it already has the implication. But that's but, uh, it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's what's already been... The, 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 the ball has been set rolling. Yeah. yeah. It's just the implications of the journey. Yeah. And also, we mentioned there, Ruby's family. Just then occurred to me, this is probably the most functional family we've seen from RTD. Yeah. Mm. Well, they haven't slapped him yet. Yeah. So, you know, that's... A- Ultimately, uh, Jackie was yeah. sort of all right. But yeah, Martha's mother, not the greatest. No. Uh, and Sylvia. I, I, Sylvia had her moments too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've, we've seen the foster mother. We have yet to see who Ruby's biological, biological yeah. family is. Yeah. They may be the most dysfunctional. <laughs> but clearly her mother is Davros. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. No. <laughs> there's a wonderful meme going round of a face looking up and it goes shh and it's from the traitors and funny enough I thought exactly the same when I saw that <laughs> so any more feedback that is it okay mm. so lead us out crumbly and so dear listeners that brings us to the end of another show oh. but never fear in the next one there'll be more of the same more fun frivolity and jollity more news and reviews more who, old and maybe new. Mm. So until that... End for nappy? <laughs> <laughs> Nebulous. Nepotistic. Narcotic. Nagging. Niggling. Nightmare. Comes nobbling towards us. <laughs> this is me, Crumbly saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Au revoir. Ah, Smeg. TV show, a sci-fi TV show, thirty years old, and I'm thinking original Battlestar Galactica, DS9. Yeah. New Who's fast approaching twenty years old. Hmm? Yeah. Mm. Well, it, was, it was when David Tennant was being interviewed by someone for him coming back. Yeah. And she says, "How's it feel like to be back so soon?" She says, "It's fifteen years since I left." And she look on her face, and he just went. <laughs> You're older than you think you are. (laughs) (laughs) 20 years before they started filming, wasn't it? Blimey. 20 years ago this year. Right, I want you all to imagine looking out the window at me running around. Okay. I'm just having a sudden flashback to looking out across three bridges uh, around station car park.
to see you yes. leaping around on one leg, later <laughs> so finding out there was a spider. <laughs> well, so would you if there was a massive, great, dirty house spider sitting on your shoulder going, hello. You get rid of the house spider, jumping up down, there's not help. No, no, I just looked around and I just stood there, he seemed to be standing on one leg, going, oh, I'm sorry. Um, just a sudden flash. Keith. Several thousand years of uh, society fell away and the gibbering primitive was all that remained. It happens. It happens. You're back to Zardos again, are we? Yeah, yeah, we're back to Zardos. Colin Jeevans, we should mention Colin Jeevans. Who's Colin Jeevans? <laughs> he was in Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. He was oh. the, uh, not the Big Bang Burger, but the other one. That's not the end of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the compare there. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. oh yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was there. House of Cards. Yeah. He was there with things. big bushy eyebrows. Yeah, they all had big eyebrows. Max Quadrupline. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it, yeah. On the television company. Yeah. Fresh from his stint at the Big Bang Burger Bar. Yeah. They do make a big thing. I look at the... Uh, the front covers of the Target book. They can be king of the fish people, don't they? Yeah, they're they're not. But they're barely in it. Yeah. Oh, I went to see Peter Kay. All and, right, what's um, he up to nowadays? He's doing this. Um... He's recently come back out of retirement. Yeah, he? he's, he's doing to... a series at the O2. So he's like one oh, month. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Doing his acts, he said. And of course, I was in Doctor Who. So a cheer goes up from the <laughs> audience. In what fans call the worst story ever? I definitely disagree. I quite like love, love monsters. I think it was more to do with the monster. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah I, I love the first half of uh, Love and Monsters. It was very good up until the part that he started. Uh, it's the look of the Absorbed Loss. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. say it was the combination of the look of the Absorbed Loss and the fact that he started channeling Johnny Vegas. Yeah. yeah. He's running around about nappy. I mean, it's a bit I weird. Did, yeah. I did like the poke. No, 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 no that's Zardos. We're doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like the poke um, fandom. Yeah. Because uh, that, that was all of us at the Fitzroy Tavern. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> you could almost see people in it. Believe it or not, if you want to watch Zardos on Prime, they charge you yeah. for it. <laughs> well, when, when... It actually still comes no, with a rental they, fee. They pay you lots of money not to watch it. <laughs> when um, it went down, I had a look for it on YouTube, and you have to pay to watch oh, it on YouTube as yeah. well. <laughs> Why? Yeah, that's what I, you know, <laughs> add insult to injury. <laughs>